0: and welcome i'm rich and this is misfits wanderers and the rest of us glad to have you along this is for those of us who felt like we didn't exactly fit in with the world we were brought into that feel like they have had a disconnect from their authentic selves in order to survive and assimilate who are desperate for something different we focus on our basic needs food clothing shelter but we often don't acknowledge our other needs and they are clearly needs to be seen to be heard to connect and to belong when those needs are not met we do what we know how in order to dull the pain the mission here is to provide a space where people can have these needs met in a safe environment surrounded by others finding their way who are willing to support and be supported along this collective journey when we connect to our authentic selves we can heal we can live and lead from a place of love rather than from pain or from fear The ripple effects from more and more people freeing themselves from the chains of trauma and fear and living in love through their authenticity will change literally anything you can think of. One step at a time, of course, right? So let's explore, shall we? Hello there, and thanks for stopping by. This is Misfits, Wanderers, and the rest of us. My name is Rich Levesque. A couple weeks back, my friend Jody Evans reached out to me and offered the opportunity to have a conversation and do so on a live stream. No limits, no need for direction, just two friends chatting about life. It was inspired. We'd met up where she's staying in North Carolina a couple years back now. And we just had these amazing conversations just about life, the world, how people process it. It was just really inspiring to be in her space and her energy. So of course I jumped at the opportunity to do that again. I don't think you're gonna be disappointed. We went and we talked about a lot of different things in our conversation. We talk about how we are reconnecting to society and social rules, you know, especially nowadays, with things opening back up and coming back to normal, whatever that means. We, we talked about how it makes sense we struggle with big monumental life decisions. We don't take the baby steps to get there first. And by baby steps, I mean those little choices that we make all through the day, how many of those we just let our subconscious run the program and we don't take the opportunity to step in. And make a different decision. Maybe bringing along a bottle of water instead of hitting the Starbucks drive-thru. Once we start being present and conscious for those decisions, the big ones tend to take care of themselves. We talked about how believing that things can happen is the important first step for the things we want to actually happen. If we don't believe something's going to happen, if we don't believe something's going to work out, if we don't have faith we're probably going to be right. Talked about how failing and falling on your face isn't the end of the story, despite what our programming and our learning have told us. I mean, unless we decide that it is. We always have the opportunity to get back up and use it as a learning opportunity. We talked about being aware of and being conscious of the information we're taking in and how through the years, so much has been taken in subconsciously through advertising and through TV shows and radio and games and all the things we soak up we don't even know how deep the programming runs because a lot of times we don't even know it's there we talked about consciously deciding what we're going to take in what we're not going to allow and also how that means consciously deciding to take in information that may not necessarily connect with our belief system, consciously choosing to learn what others believe and why, even if it's just for understanding. And we talk about where those beliefs and biases come from and how we can understand the world beyond them and how we can use conversations to plant seeds and how we can allow for seeds to be planted in us by others. By listening to what they have to say. Understanding that we can't fix, quote unquote, or change anybody's beliefs on anything, ever. They might talk the talk, but that's just compliance. And is that really what we want? Really? We talk about handling our emotions, in particular anger. How we don't learn to actually feel the emotions in a healthy way. It's either we stuff it somewhere or we just go kaboom. You don't realize there's other ways to not only allow yourself to feel them, but to let them work their way through. We have a little lighthearted fun. We talk about what the word woke really means to us. And then we talk about experiences we've had figuring out our health. And yeah, so we went in a number of different places. So There's a little something for everybody here. I will apologize in advance. There were some difficulties with some of the audio. There were some internet issues. And also, there's some struggling with my learning how to use a new microphone. So, there's a little fuzz that I couldn't quite get rid of. And we're not at the point where I can hire a big-time tech yet. So, we're getting there. So, I'm going to invite you to try to ride it out because the conversation we had was just too good to let technical snafus keep it from the world you're welcome so it's going to be exciting to talk to jody and i really think you're going to enjoy this conversation so without further ado i introduce jody evans enjoy good to see you my friend
1: so good to be here in your energy
0: likewise So what we're going to do is we're just going to have a conversation and see where it goes. And cool, remember those, we used to have those, not just we, but like us in the the world back in the day, we used to just talk about whatever, wherever and not be afraid to say what we're thinking because we might get canceled or, you know, eaten by aliens or whatever it is that we're.
1: (laughs) So I actually said to someone yesterday, I I explained to this woman that I've only known for a few months. I said, I need you to understand something. I literally walked away from society in 2017. So I, and then I've been living on a mountain now for the last, you know, two and a half years. I said, so I don't even know how to interact with humans the way they culturally expect me to, because I don't care. (laughs) So I say all kinds of things just the way they come out of my head and people get kind of freaked out because I don't remember the social rules. Like you're supposed to be like this in public. Cause I was never that girl anyway. And now I really have no idea how I come across to others because I just don't care and don't live in that world anymore.
0: <laughs> right. And I mean, I think a lot of us are in that same boat because of you know the way things have gone and the, last year it's kind of like my niece put it in a good way she was talking about hey i haven't been at school in a year and change and haven't dealt with people but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's like she's finding that she's going to a new school like they physically built a new school and everybody's going to be similarly lost so she doesn't feel like she has to catch up with society again. And with that, it's also an opportunity for a bit of a reset if we choose to take it. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a really good point. Um, I hadn't thought about that, that like everyone else is kind of unchained right now. And so maybe this is a really good time for me to feel like myself again and come back to the world because no one might notice how different I am <laughs> for most <Right>. humans. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll take the edge off, you know.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um wow. and when we were talking about doing this last week, something that you did mention was and this kind of comes through for me and when I talk about an opportunity, is we get to own our voice in a way that we may not necessarily have gotten the opportunity. We, you know, in a lot of cases, we're showing that we're still working on that, that we don't Mm -hmm. do it terribly well. But Mm -hmm. there's an opportunity to be able to learn how to tap into your why Mm -hmm. and what your passion is and what drives you instead of letting, you know, the world kind of tell you to do this. Or right. buy that. <laughs> or go get that. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, hate that. Yeah. And yeah. we don't really. I think
1: a lot of people. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: No, I'm... Sometimes the
1: delay throws me off. <laughs> um, as you were saying that I was imagining writing why and taping it to my bathroom mirror. Because I think a lot of people, um, we never, how, how often do you stop and just say why? What is, what is your driving force? Like, I know for me, I was having a lot of health issues for the last year and two years. Didn't even know it until a year ago. Um, and I, you know, it was just get through the day, get through the day for so long. It was like, just, just, just do what you got to do. Get through the day. We'll figure this out. And I really did, in a big way, step away from my why. Why am I doing that? Why do you feel this way? Why do you think this? And I have lately been going back to that and and really reevaluating. Why have I done anything I've done in my life? Why do I want this going forward? Why do I think I'm looking in that direction to move, you know, this way with my art or that way with my ideas, and my writing and different things? And even just, you know, when you wake up every day, why are you heading to the coffee maker first? Or I mean, literally, I think people underestimate, here's me just going in whatever direction. <laughs> That's what we said we were going to do. Um, the, something that has come up for me recently is I feel like people underestimate the power of every little choice throughout their day. People think when they hear something like owning your voice or going forward and doing something out in the world or changing your life, they don't give enough credits to the small decisions like everyone thinks oh my god you left your job you went and you did this and you did that and they only see the big stuff and they don't understand that in order to do the big things you every little decision you make all day long is either moving you toward what you want or away from it and having this health experience and what i've done to rapidly suddenly be completely better, like feeling more like myself than I have in 13 years, is um, it's, it's literally just been understanding that every time I choose to sip water or not sip water has made a difference in the direction I'm going. Every, I'm going to take this pill on time today, it's good or not. I'm going to eat this food or not. People underestimate how every single I'm going to turn left at that light or right at that light is going to affect how I end up today being closer or farther to everything I've ever wanted. And it's, it's so important. Like that's one message I really want to get out there in the world. Like you have so much more power in everything that you do than you realize. I'm just trying to think how to relate that back to the why, where we started.
0: (laughs) We could go there, but, what came through when you're talking about that is how many of those small decisions, it's not about those big, scary decisions. If you make mm-hmm. conscious little decisions, the big ones take care of themselves. Sometimes they make the, you now the decision gets made for you and you just kind of ride the wave. And so many of those decisions we make the first thought we have about them is 10 minutes later when we're holding the big latte with like half a thing of whipped cream that we bought at Starbucks and we're like, why the hell did I buy this? I didn't really want it. I just did it out of habit because it's a thing that I do. Or how many times we say something or do anything is just because we do it. We don't even think about it.
1: So, but there's another point you brought up so great. I I love that one because I used to be that person, right? Who would go to Starbucks and get the big whipped cream and syrups and a million. And then I worked there and it was like, don't even get me started Um, how much I consumed while I worked there for four months. There was a reason I had to hurry up and leave. And, um, but um, the thing is, you said like you'll, people will not even think about it till after they did it, okay? And now they're standing there with the Starbucks in their hand. And they're saying, oh my God, why did I do this? But they don't realize that right there is the opportunity. Now they gave up. They go, oh, well, I bought it. I'm in it now, right? And they drink it and then they beat themselves up. Right there was the chance to go, but you know what? I did this out of habit. I did it unconsciously. Now is the moment to say, you know what? No, no, this is where it stops. This is the moment that I can make the choice again and they could throw that in the garbage and they could walk out and they could get in their car feeling really good about themselves but they make that seven dollars more important than their entire future because that's literally why most people wouldn't make that choice because that would be throwing away seven dollars right so you just decided even though you caught yourself and had a chance to fix it right then and there. And what an even better experience to throw it in the garbage and walk out of the store would be such a brain like solid, no, I am telling the universe this, I mean it. I don't care if I drove all the way to Starbucks. I don't care if I spent $7 and bought that big thing. I caught myself before it hit my lips, or I caught myself after the second sip and went, you know what? You weren't going to do this anymore. That would be the most powerful choice to make in that moment to literally steer the ship the other direction and get you going where you want to go. And people won't do that because of the $7. And it was that kind of shift in my thinking and in my actions over the last several years that has helped me keep going, keep redirecting the ship. Keep re- We're always going to have those times. We're always yeah. going to have those moments. Those are the moments when you get to make the most impact because your brain will not forget. The next time you go to Starbucks, your brain will go, oh, we threw it out last time. There was a reason we did that. And then you'll stop yourself before you do it again because you did that.
0: And when you're doing that, you're putting yourself in the moment. You're Mm -hmm. consciously aware of the one thing you can control, Mm -hmm. which is the present. The past is the past. You can't come back and fix it. We haven't got the time machine thing down yet. The future, (laughs) we don't have all the information to deal with the future. We won't until we get there we have the now the one thing that we can use our consciousness to focus on and don't and when we do that yeah you're establishing that you know your worth is more than a 7 bucks which you can you can trip over something and find that by accident it's 7 bucks and especially if you know that you're more important than seven freaking bucks
1: exactly
0: In that process, when you're declaring that, you're cutting that cord. You're breaking that habit. You're breaking those binds. Mm -hmm. And when you do that for something as simple as a $7 fufu latte, espresso thingy, thingy that, you know, whatever, what else can you do it for? Now, you know, you can do it and that creates possibilities
1: possibility you know the biggest thing i've it's been really coming up for me a lot lately because i am a master manifester and the only reason i haven't manifested more is because it got so easy that it scared me and i went back in my little turtle shell and so i've been thinking about this a lot lately about what i want to manifest next for myself and in my life and literally the number one thing the most important step and manifesting anything and creating anything you want in your life. It comes down to the very first step that is missing. in most people talking about manifesting. And I watch people all the time. And this came up really big for me with the health issue, because I'm on a group for people that have seizures. And the number one thing I see especially coming from where I met you in the, you know, communities of people filled with possibility and breaking free from all that, you know, closed thinking to be in groups about other things where people are like, you know, programmed to think small and you're not worthy and all that. Um, The thing I see all the time is everyone's like, well, that there's no way it's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. And I'm like, yep, you're right. It's not. Because if you've decided, it's not possible. You have now closed every single window of opportunity to get what you want. So you are putting yourself in a box and you're taping it shut and you're putting yourself up on the shelf in the back closet. Like the number one step to manifesting anything, whether it be a dollar, a car, a house, a whole new life, a new job, a new partner, the very first step, you have to believe it is possible to even have it in the first place. And then you have the second step is to start dreaming, start doing, you know, then all the steps to manifesting. I've read so many books on it. I could teach it for forever. But the very, very first step, the touchstone is understanding that you have to believe that it's even possible. And I heard somewhere recently the idea that if you even thought of it, it's possible. Or you wouldn't have even thought of it.
0: Yeah. And I like to think of it this way. Because you kind of, you know, sometimes you just got to put it nice and simple. What If it doesn't work out, you're in the same position you're in right now. You've got it's- absolutely nothing to lose. So why the hell not at least have some fun imagining it? And you know what? You just might be surprised.
1: Oh, yeah. You just made me think about um, when I quit my job. I was 47 years old. And all everyone else saw was, wow, the last kid's out of the house. You have a thriving career. You just threw away a perfectly good career. What I saw was I'm only 47 years old. I have plenty of time to screw this up a few times and still build something for my life. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you screw it up, you screw it up. It's information. Yeah. We're hardwired. And, you know, I was brought up. You don't fail. If you fail, you're ruined. Yes. Yeah. You are if you decide that you are. Yeah. or it can be like, okay, this hurts. This sucks. My pride just got kicked in the ass. Mm-hmm. But I learn, I can also learn, hey, I still did this thing. Some of it was really cool. And there might be these one or two little shifts. Or maybe, you know, I didn't really like this. But ooh, this looks interesting over there. Yeah. Like it's it all works in your favor if you decide it's going to. And that's the thing. Yeah. You have to decide it's going to. Not your parents, not your teachers, not that friend of yours who likes to shoot down everything you try.
1: We all have some of those.
0: <laughs> oh, of course. And they they do what they know. They're not like terrible people. They're meaning well they just do what they know
1: right and what we know is what we've been programmed to know and we don't realize how much we're constantly taking in information and we're only consciously aware there's a reason they call it the subconscious because we're it's like that iceberg picture that our friend gwen always shows there's the tip of the iceberg and then under the iceberg is like 90 percent of it you know under the water and yeah. we don't even realize what's being put in here while we're busy thinking in here. There's all this other stuff being put in here all the time. One huge thing that we have done in our home is I do not let anything into my awareness unconsciously. I, I realize that my every idea, every belief that I have is based on all of the content that has come in since I was born. Every time I had walked into a store and they were playing lyrics over there in the speaker, in the ceiling, every time I got in and out of somewhere and heard the radio and the guys talking, you know, what did they call those guys? The DJs. And we used to have r- yeah. real radio. Now we have like, you know, I don't know if they still have DJs anymore on any of the streaming stuff. But when we used to I get in the car and we haven't listened the radio window. in
0: years, I don't know. <laughs>
1: We had. I used to have a stereo when I was 13. I got a stereo in eighth grade. It was so exciting. And I could turn it on and hear the radio and hear the DJ. And even just their little jokes between the songs. Every commercial, the way people word things this way versus that way is constantly programming you to believe a certain way, period. Every TV show you've ever watched, every ad, So I now have the luxury because I have chosen to create a life this way. I live in a bubble and I consciously choose what is allowed in and what is not because I want to make my own decisions and choices. I don't wanna make decisions and choices based on what's been subconsciously programmed in me. Like I watch so many people do, like I watched myself do for the first 50 years on the planet. I decided last year when I turned 50, world I gave you 50 years I did it your way the next 50 are mine we're good so now I don't have I don't watch television I don't even I, I rarely now anymore even watch like Hulu or Netflix or anything like that I have kids they all have it they all have a mom on their profile you know so if I hear about a documentary that sounds good and it's on Netflix I can log into somebody's and watch it but I generally don't I pretty much do YouTube and I pay money every month to have no ads on YouTube because (laughs) I don't want anything I did not consciously choose to bring into my awareness to be in my awareness. Also, because I I believe in Ho'oponopono and that's the, the idea that literally if it if it is in your awareness, it's your responsibility and it's your problem because we are all interconnected. And so I don't want to let more in than I can work on at one time, you know? And uh, so if I hear about something, if somebody says, hey, did you hear this is happening? I will very specifically set aside a time to go and look at it from seven different angles. If somebody tells me, hey, did you hear about this? I will go look for, three completely different news sources one leaning this way one leaning that way and one not leaning either of those ways i will ask p i have friends around the globe i will ask friends in other countries what have you heard about this from your perspective because i will like actively see, totally totally and i actively seek out eight completely different of ways of seeing something like if it's a health issue I'll I'll look at three completely different health people that I trust that have totally different views totally different backgrounds and totally different perspectives and I will open mindedly research all these different ways and it does not take the time it sounds like it takes once you make this a regular habit it's like check here read the article check here read the article talk to that person she'll get back to me this afternoon grab that 10 minute video when I'm on break, you know, or after work, when I'm sitting with my coffee, like it does not take the time you think it takes to actually do that. And then I will meditate and just be like, all right, this is what everybody's saying. Does that have anything to do with me? Does it have anything to do with my day? Does it have anything to do with my planning for my future? If it does, then I'll make a decision about what I think about it. If it doesn't, most of the time, art will come up for me, and I'll just be like, okay, that came from somewhere, so that's what I need to say, <laughs> you know. But it, it just amazes me how many people never realize, it, it, it. never just stop and realize how much is subcon? like like, what do you actually believe about anything and where did that information come from? Did you make that choice or was that what your mom thought? Is that what your dad thought? Is that what you always heard in your house growing up? Is, and, and why do you believe what you believe about anything, politics, religion, you know, your favorite color, you know, anything? Is it where did that idea come from? People don't stop and consciously say, where did I get this idea? Why do I believe this? Or am I just parroting everything I've ever heard or what's been subconsciously planted in my mind every time I walk past a TV or a radio or a neighbor?
0: Absolutely. And it, it you don't even know that you're doing it. It's mm-hmm. you know, kind of how it's designed. You kind of create mm-hmm. your bubble and it's, you know, it's easy to blame the internet and social media, but that's been happening well before that. It's, I gosh, I even remember going through college and it was, you know, you're seeing some of that starting to. Um,
1: think about who do you make friends with? Like when you're in college, for example, who do you make friends with? You find someone who thinks like you, you get all excited. We're the same. We must be like, we should be friends, right? because we're the same, because we think the same. So let's be friends and, and, and do more of the same and let the same keep growing. And the next thing you know, you have 12 friends and family members and, and people at work. Who do you hang out with? People who think like you. And so it's natural. Humans want community. Humans want to belong. Humans want connection. Humans need that. Yeah. And that's good and that's beautiful. But we also need to be self-aware and we need to make sure that we put ourselves on alerts hey you know what it's really awesome that i have like these five people that like totally think like me but it's just as important to have your friend who always calls you out on your crap
0: and right? that's what like, I, I got can count blessed of of my with when i was, I was in school I- because you know and a lot of times you know for the most right yeah you connect with people who think like you. And if you, you know, and even with me, you know, growing up, I grew up in a small town. We're very, you know, we do what we know. We know what we do. Mm-hmm. And even in college, I kind of, between like the jobs I worked and the classes I had, I just kind of collected d- different groups of people. And I have a lot of that. I would have a lot of people that would be like, uh there's another way to look at that. Or, they would flat out tell me I was full of shit. And, you know, after like a couple of semesters of like my ego getting used to that, like, how dare you tell me I'm wrong? Wrong? Me? Have you seen how smart I am? Come on. I can never be wrong. (sighs) But that's the thing is there's always another way to look at things. And it was, and one of the things that I learned then, and it's harder to do now because everything's so distant and so short, but it's still possible is I learned when people would come across people with different opinions and different thoughts on things, instead of fighting with them, I would learn, I would ask them why. And if you ask somebody why, and they know that you're not doing it so you can go attack them later, you ask them why, they'll tell you and you may you know, you still may not agree with them when they're done but you understand them
1: and also by asking them why you're helping them look at oh why do i think that you're helping them do exactly what we're talking about stop and go yeah where did i pick that up did i mean to did i want to am i just parroting the news so yeah, why is so powerful? See, you're so you brought it all back full circle, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. There's that why. <laughs> that's where we started.
0: <laughs> and there's a story. that comes up to, y'all. You know, I'll kind of fast forward. And, you know, when I was, you know, when I was doing uh, the driving, I had somebody in the car one night, and you know, he we'd stopped. He wanted to go get cigarettes or whatever. Yeah, you know, that's something that kind of happens on the regular. And, you know, it's a busy night, so I did have some in queue, but whatever. Mm-hmm. If worse comes to worse, they get picked up by somebody else, somebody else come along, it all works out. Mm-hmm. So he gets back in the car, he's like, yeah, I appreciate it. And he's like, yeah, that whatever, you know, he used a really offensive word, just slur, you know, probably one of them sitting in the rain They, they can sit and suffer. And I remember catching myself and my first instinct was to, take him and rip him out of the car. And I'm like, wait a minute. If I do that, it'll feel good for the moment. But that little voice told me, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So I first I was just kind of like, what? And he must have picked up on my, like, what the hell? Did you just And he's just, he just looked at me. He just goes, what can I say? I'm racist. I can't help it. So I just kind of went okay, and then I asked him out of pure curiosity and nothing more. I know that that's the type of thing it doesn't happen naturally. You you learn you, you learn that, and I'm just curious to know how you got that way. And he told me there was a time when he was younger. He got he got jumped. He got beat up really bad. He ended up in the hospital for you know, and he really he told. Yeah, he told me this story. And I I empathize with him. Like, I'm sorry you went through that. That's really, you know, that's a horrible thing. And it sounds like you sounds like a bunch of assholes. And he's like, Yeah. And then I'm just like, now we also know there's a bunch of people that look just like you and me that can be assholes, right? And he's like Oh, yeah, absolutely. I work with some. Of them. It's like, so he was kind of starting to get it. He was, going, he was going along with me. And then I'm just like, so why couldn't there be a, a bunch of people of color that are just like you and me, you know, trying to do our best, trying to be good humans, doing the best we can, working our tails off and all of that. In fact, that's probably most of us. So like most of everybody's probably like that. Right. is that is that something that can you see as a possibility i'm watching him i can see in my rear view the wheels are turning and he's just like i didn't even think of that i gotta go sit with that because that kind of makes me rethink everything
1: right. and
0: you know there was no confrontation there was nothing and you know he could have been like no i i, I don't see it and i would have probably been mm-hmm. like okay i can't i'm not gonna make you at least you try Right, exactly. So kind of the best case scenario. And that's the thing. If we ask why and you start having conversations and you start sharing your why, you know, Mm -hmm. that's where seeds are planted. They don't have to turn to come to your side of the fence. Right. Yes. They at least understand where you're coming from. And you're not going to get that understanding if you just scream at people. It's just going to validate their anger. It's going to validate their fear. And it's going to validate their pain. Mm -hmm. Even if that's the first thing you want to do, and it feels good to want to do that, and it feels like you're doing something, trust me, I've definitely had times where I've gone the other way and I've screamed at people, and it's never gotten me very far. I've usually just ended up with more headaches and nobody's changed anything.
1: Well, we've all been there. And like, uh, three different things came up for me. I'm taking notes. So I don't forget because I'm I, like, I don't want to miss anything you're saying. But um, like, right off the bat, when you you know, when he said, you know, people jump me or whatever, my first thought was like, well, what does that have to do with the person that you just bought cigarettes from? You know what I mean? Like, There's another way of looking at that, too. Um, But the biggest thing I was thinking was when you said planting seeds, that's just like I was saying earlier, people underestimate the importance of the small things. And we think like we get caught up in these arguments because we think we need to we need to fix this right here in this moment. And it's like, no, 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 no. We can do so much more just by planting seeds, planting the seeds and letting them germinate in their mind on their own and till they're thinking about it in the front right and that it's just it just keeps being shown to me over and over in so many conversations and now again in this one that we underestimate those small things that make big difference and big change
0: right and what it comes down to at the end is i will never be able to change anybody's anything the most I'm ever going to get is compliance. And I really don't want to have people get telling me what I want to hear so that I'll shut up. What does exactly. that build? Exactly.
1: Right,
0: right, At the end of the day, if people change, it's going to be because they decide to, it's because yes. they've made that connection. All you can do is give them information. All you can do is have conversations with them, listen, engage, and yeah, plant seeds.
1: Well, right. And then like that just reminded me that I consciously choose to follow some people that I totally don't agree with, but I respect them. I respect how they got to what they believe. I respect who I know them to be on this earth as a human being. And so they are my trusted person. I go see, well, what is someone with that idea thinking today? What is someone with that idea saying today? about what's going on about this topic or that topic or the other person, you know? And I think not enough people are willing to say, yeah, you know what? We totally don't agree, but I can still love you and respect you and see where you're coming from. And I tend to, I mean, I'm a lot better at now. That was the other thing. um, Baby steps. I got to go back to that, that came up for me when you were speaking. But, um, you know, people, people just underestimate, like people get hung up on not, putting any value like if we don't agree it's not value no there's a lot of value over there i i look at it as because i do believe that we are all here to have human experience and some of us maybe purposely came to have it easier or harder so that we could grow and learn lessons i believe some of us choose lots of things that we don't choose but then we choose how we handle it we choose how we deal with it we choose if we want to learn from it i um And it takes baby steps. And that's why planting seeds is enough because it's always baby steps. I have a lot of times when I think I want to try on a new idea. I want to try on a new way of being. And, or like, like I've learned from this healing journey with my health. I have a problem with people around me getting angry. It scares me. It upsets me. It brings me back to things in my childhood. So I... But I'm not, I've never been like a lot of people will be like dismissive, like they'll just shut down. If somebody's getting angry over there, I'm just gonna shut down. I don't shut down. I still I, I don't know. I guess I, I was giving myself permission to have anger and like learn how to ha- like everyone's okay with crying, everyone's okay with laughing, everyone's okay with this idea and that idea, but Anger is like this thing. You're never allowed to be angry about anything because everybody only sees extremes. They only see, oh, wow, we're so angry. We're going to get a divorce or we're so angry. We're going to shoot a gun at someone. You know, people don't allow for the fact that anger is just another emotion. It comes up. It's normal. What if we actually just allowed someone to sit there and be mad for like an hour and just feel Angry before we even tried to talk to them? And what if we just told ourselves, wow, whoo, that felt good? I just got this big, deep breath. What if, you know, like I did something that pissed you off and we started, kept fighting, fighting, hitting heads, hitting heads. And what if we both just stopped and went, you know what? What if we just let ourselves be mad and let's check in tomorrow? We'll both just be really angry at each other about whatever and we'll check back in tomorrow. And what if we did that? And then what if, when you check back in with the person, suddenly neither one of you are quite as mad and you're a little calmer? Like, I always say I have a three day thing. You could tell me something the first day, and I'll be like, all Aries on you. And then the next day, I'm like, whatever. And I'm Virgo. And then the third day, I'm my Cancer moon. And I'm like, yeah, you were right. I see it. But I don't want to see it the first day when you first tell me. And so, I, and it's so always blown my mind that it's always three days. It's always three days. You can ask friends, people that have been friends with me 30 years ago. It's always been that way. You tell me something Friday, I'm like, no, you're wrong. I couldn't possibly be like that. And then Saturday, I'm like, oh, well, maybe, you know. And then Sunday, I'm like, yeah, I was being an ass. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so I was starting to try on more like if I allowed myself, what if I put this out in the world and it makes people really freak out? And I just practice not being afraid, you know, because it's so funny how people think if you're brave to do one thing, they think you're brave to do everything, and it's like so the opposite. It's like it took my yeah, whole life to no. be brave enough to do that, but and that was scary. And then I'm gonna like not do any of the other stuff yet, right? So last year, I started with everything going on in the world. I was like getting all hot headed and mad, and just like putting stuff out in the world, you know, and and. And I kept wanting to delete the post. Like I would do a post and I'd want to delete it. Oh my God, that's not you. That's not who everyone expects you to be. You can't put that in public. And then I stopped and I thought, no, it's okay. You had that feeling. You had that thought. You wanted to put it out in the world. In that moment, that's your truth. Even if it's totally not who you are in 10 minutes, that's your truth in this moment. And if people truly love you and they want to see all of you, and, and I've learned that it's always baby steps. When you're trying on new things, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to be a baby learning to walk. First, you got to pull yourself up. First, you got to crawl. Then you got to pull yourself up to standing. Then you got to start taking, you know, and you're going to be like, you know, until you're like three or four years old running around the preschool and everyone wizards sit down. But it takes time in anything you do and what we do as humans is we have this expectation that I have this idea and it's either going to instantly happen and it's going to be fabulous and I'm going to be an expert or I am a complete total failure and I must stop and give this up forever any idea of ever doing this again and it's like if you stop and hear what I just said you're like well that's utterly ridiculous and yet it's what we do with everything in our entire lives all day long every year Yeah, (laughs) we we don't stop allow ourselves baby steps to get used to something or try something new or, you know.
0: Yeah. And, or it could be something that, you know, feeling like you talked about anger and anger for me is still, it's hard for me to acknowledge that it's there when it is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it goes back to when I was in my late teens into my early 20s. I had real anger issues, like pick a fight with an entire fraternity anger issues. It was the one emotion that I could get heard through, but then it turned into, if you show up this way, the world wants nothing to do with you. So instead of learning how to address it and acknowledge it and feel it, I would stuff it. And then all of a sudden, like, I would have moments where out of the blue, I would, like, go off on a boss or something like that. wasn't particularly super stupid, but it was, like, the one thing after, like, two years of building up and things of not allowing myself to be angry. Then all of a sudden, I'm just going off like a powder keg. Like I said, extremes. And then it got to be learning to when I'm mad. Yeah, no, I don't have to like go off the thing, but I can acknowledge that I'm upset. I can say why, and then I can just feel it for a while. And then if that's the thing, when you feel it, it doesn't bury and come out somewhere later. You feel it, you're miserable for a little while, and then it leaves.
1: And I think there's not enough of that modeled in the world, because all we see are the extremes, the stuffing it or the powder keg. And then, like you said, how many of us times in our life when, you know, we got really mad. Think about I, I tell people all the time how much we're all, to prove we're all exactly the same. Think about and right away when I say this, everyone will have one because mine came up when you were talking about your powder cake. If if you judge someone, if, if someone saw your whole entire life and they only edited a five minute, the worst possible you'd never want someone to see this to judge your whole life by that one experience, that one scene that you, we all have somewhere in our past. Oh my God, just don't let them see that. And that, you know, everything will be okay. You know, we all have those things that we, you know, made a choice in the heat of the moment because that powder keg came up because we didn't deal with things along the way. And that powder keg came up and we were like, bah! making a complete oh. utter ass of ourselves and it's like oh my god if somebody only saw that one 10 minutes of my life you know and had to make a decision about whether to love me whether to be friends with me whether to hire me whether to let me into heaven you know whatever but like if they only saw that five minutes you would be like <gasps> like we all have that yeah it's called being a human right you know exactly we all have these experience. things yeah, exactly. And just feeling it can make such a difference while it's happening. That was a big thing I learned from all of the different teachers that I used to look into and 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 follow and go to different events and things. You know, we'd have all these classes and all these ideas and books and videos and and all these beautiful, wonderful, mind-expanding ideas, you know, and and then I just decided to take some time and actually practice them, you know? And, um, but one of them is just like the, the, if you just would stop being afraid of what you feel about anything, Oh, that feels good. Um, just sit with it. Just sit with yourself in silence and watch what happens the longer you sit with it. And sometimes it can take days. It could take three or four days and you're just like thinking you're going to drown and you're, you just want to die. And then all of a sudden, you're not doing that anymore and you're not, it's not there anymore and you almost didn't even realize because it was suddenly just gone, you know. And what, I, what the, I think why a lot of people don't do that is because nobody is teaching, you know, not enough people are teaching for enough people to expose the idea. The more you do that, the faster it goes away. So in the beginning, if you've led a whole life of repression for 40 some years as I had, in the beginning, there were times like in 2018, I remember we were parked somewhere kind of off grid and I didn't have a lot of access to internet and the universe tends to speak to me in song lyrics. And so I got this Coldplay song. I I couldn't even tell you right now what song it was, but it was some Coldplay song. And between the, the melody and the harmony and the lyrics, it just really hit me, right? And I ended up listening to this song on repeat for three or four days. Every moment I wasn't at work sleeping or, or with my partner, I was laying in a bed, crying my eyes out, listening to a song on repeat. And it was letting some shit out that I needed to feel. Okay. Well, guess what now? Because I still am willing to do that. Anytime that comes up, it doesn't take three or four days. It takes like 15 minutes. I let myself feel wherever I need to feel. And if the more you do it, the faster it works. But in the beginning, the first few times, you're like, oh, my God, this is going to swallow me whole and I want to die because you've never your whole life let yourself feel anything or express anything. But the more you do it, the faster it goes. And now something comes up and I'm like, I just got to go just handle this. And, I, you know, it might be at night when everyone else is asleep. I'm going to sit in my recliner. And I'm just going to like, just let it be there. And just like, Oh, this is what I feel. This is what I think. This is what is happening to me right now. And I'm just like, uh, and, and they're like, there might be a song that, you know, helps me. If I just play it on repeat, play it on repeat. It helps me be there and let it be whatever it needs to be. And then it goes away and you're like back to normal. And you're just like, really? Like, emotions are, are, are not the scary thing that we think they are. Like they really aren't. They're just there. They're just part of our experience. But it is super easy to get caught up in the moment of being reactionary. I mean, I still yeah. do it. Just because I do all these things doesn't mean I'm not as human as anyone else. And I won't be reactionary tomorrow on Facebook or something. You know what I mean? Like that's another thing. Everybody expects like as soon as you do a little bit of growth, you know, that they haven't seen, that they haven't done yet. Like they think suddenly you're like, not the same as everybody else, and you're not allowed to make mistakes and do the same stupid crap everybody else does.
0: I thought you were woke. What's going on here? (laughs) I
1: hate that word, woke. (laughs) I'm not woke. I want to be real clear. I am not woke. I am awake, but I am not woke. I think J.P. Sears has a shirt that says that I want to buy really bad.
0: No. Woke is the thing that happens at 7 a.m. when I the, the point when i come out of bed before i've had my coffee we, we don't yeah. deal with me in that phase other than that no i'm just figuring that's out why everybody I love else you.
1: that's why i love you we are the same there <laughs> nobody talks to me before coffee has been ingested and digested for a little bit <laughs> my dad calls it climbing the evolutionary ladder <laughs> there's like on the cup. i've seen people do mugs it, was like caveman to you know <laughs> depending on how much you drank
0: <laughs> oh man god is going back over 20 years ago i worked in a um in a special ed school and we had i had a co-worker loved loved it that's one of the nicest people i've ever known but first thing in the morning it was like hi Rich! and i'm just like we finally got an understanding like look I, cause I would come in with a big old coffee and I'm like, look, I can't, I, I, I love your energy, but until the caffeine, until the coffee gets down to about here, I, I can't handle it. So we got to just keep checking in with me until I'm there. And when I'm there, we got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she would always be good. Like where, all right, where's the cup? Where's the coffee at? We're good.
1: That's awesome. That's so cool. I'm so that person. I totally get it. I have to explain to people like, so where I live right now, a lot of the other, um, I live and work at a campground in Cherokee, North Carolina, and it's called work camping where you bring your RV and you park it for a job. And, uh, there's some other pretty much everyone else in the entire team including my own partner works the day shift and i come in i sleep till noon have enough coffee to take a shower to work at two in the afternoon and because i'm up all night making art until like four in the morning and um and everyone else is like morning people i mean like why can I wake up and not even have a cup of coffee and just like be at work 10 minutes later and I'm like uh uh like the earlier I have to be somewhere the more lead time the more even earlier I have to get up to have enough coffee to be awake that early so like if I have to you know now I get up two hours before I gotta be somewhere but at two but if I had to be somewhere at 10 I'd have to get up at seven I need three hours because I would need an hour and a half just with the coffee plus it would take me longer to do everything because it was so much earlier than I was used to I would need more time than I usually you know plan for everything else and so like all these people are just like good morning good morning and I'm like oh my god but they go to bed at eight o'clock at night Some days I'm not even getting off of work till eight o'clock. You know, we walk the dog at 10 for her last round before we coop her up. We do a whole campground walk at 10 o'clock before we coop up this little dog in an RV. She doesn't have a yard to run free. So we make sure certain times a day she gets really long walks and last that every night, last thing before she's in for the night, we do a whole campground walk. And it's just like these people like God bless them. that are able to wake up and be human and cute and fun and smiley. And I'm like, thank God for them, you know? But then I want them to also thank God for me for letting them get off work and I'll do the rest. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, we're all necessary. We're all a part of the machine. We're each of us is a cog and a very special machine. And all the parts are necessary to run the machine, you know? You Well, you've worked shift work.
0: Yeah, and and I was always a second shifter when I...
1: Yeah, and I was always third shifter. Yep. So so anyone who's done anything other than day shift or even unusual days off or anything understands how valuable all of us are to the whole project.
0: Yeah, and stay away from day shift as much as possible.
1: So you'll have to forgive me. I'm I'm like getting distracted. I can feel I, like I can kind. Of, I don't know if it's a shadow from actually seeing my bone right here, my clavicle. My goal in my health journey is to actually see my clavicle when I look at myself. <laughs> and I had a shadow from my hair and I'm like, oh, is that my clavicle? <laughs> <That's> my <laughs> nice. next life goal. Because I since I got super healthy like I um I started having all kinds of different things going on, but um it was I had some kind of imbalance in my body that caused it got so bad before I even knew it. I was having seizures and didn't know it. And just in the last like 35 days, what it's Sunday now. So now it must be, yeah, it must be like 35 days now um, that I've been on my, my health protocol with my naturopath. Um, I, I was, I. Don't care what i weigh like i got over that like years ago and i don't own a scale it's a gravity meter i know i'm not going to fall off the earth i don't need my gravity rating so i can tell if my clothes fit you know or they don't so but i wasn't planning that part of the last 35 days i would lose more than a size in clothing without even trying and so now all of a sudden i'm seeing like these things in my neck and i'm like all excited and i can see this like you know usually this I've always had this like goitery thing, but you know, now I can actually see like my whole neck and like where it meets my body. And I'm like, Oh, wow. There's like a thing there. I didn't know that. <laughs> and so my next, literally my next life goal is to see my clavicle. <laughs>
0: nice.
1: See, I'm still just as ridiculous as I've always been. <laughs> like, that hasn't changed.
0: <laughs> that was fun. I was, you know, when I first had a, I guess, big weight loss. And a lot of it too was just, it was just a shift in diet. It was me accepting that I can't eat wheat. Things just dropped and I started seeing stuff that I hadn't seen in years. And, you know. Mm-hmm. I know you're
1: like, wow, I remember this from when I was young.
0: <laughs> ah, yeah. I ended up throwing away, the ended up throwing away scales because, and this is an interesting little story. I, when I first started, I, I was on all kinds of pills and I was including like cholesterol pills. And when I started to come off the change in my diet, first I did like a elimination diet for a month mm-hmm. and then, you know, things started dropping off, but then I would start incorporating little stuff here and there. Cause I was having a ton of GI issues and they mm-hmm. sent me to every specialist under the sun and nobody could answer anything. They could tell me it wasn't cancer. They could tell me it wasn't anything like major like that. But other than that, they're like, I don't know. We think you might have, maybe have IBS, you know, get like Miralax or something. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, no, this isn't, this isn't landing for me. And yeah. I started you. You know, mm-hmm. taking it on on my own. And I just, I eliminated sugar, dairy, wheat, mm-hmm. and then it was something else. I just, and thought I was ornery before coffee. Take away all the things I like to eat. I ended up dropping <laughs> a I dropped a ton. And right before that, you know, they'd, he'd said, you know, if you start losing weight, I might be able to take you off some of the Mets
1: mm-hmm.
0: So I was down maybe and I was checking a scale. And I, every time I went on a scale, like at different places, it was like clear. I right. was down at least. 25, 30 pounds. So right. I get in there and they put me on the scale and they're like, I'd lost three pounds. <laughs> no, and way. That, no way. And that anger thing that I was talking about, like stuff is stuff is stuff is stuff at Kaboom. right? Kaboom. Kaboom. I was right. screaming like when she left the thing, I was still yelling when the doctor came in the room. That's, and, I believe it. And at no point did anybody stop and say, "I believe you." They told me I was full of it. And here is the kicker: Oh, by the way, we're selling these diets up front. So you know, if you want to get in on the program, there is like the point where there is anger, and then there is like anger where you are screaming at things, and then there is like that
1: you are shaking,
0: past shaking where you are just quiet. Ooh, that's bad. When you get
1: quiet as bad, yeah. Yeah, that's bad it's shaking,
0: you're qu- right. <laughs> because you know if you do anything other than sit quiet, you're possibly looking at a felony.
1: You I was gonna say you'll kill someone for real. Yes, yes. <laughs> felony, yes, exactly. There's shaking and then there's quiet and then there's felony. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. I, just, I just I stopped. And I never the went.
1: You're not back. <laughs> Sorry, my dog is like, Mom, mom, you're not paying attention to me. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go back either, my gosh. Yeah. That's terrible. No.
0: But then oh, the man. first thing this I did when so I got fun. home and was I, I took the scale to and I just <laughs> I know, I could too, and I'm looking at the clock and it's probably about time for no me problem. to wrap it up on yeah. my end. So <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, I would love to do this with you anytime.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. That was a lot of fun. and It was great to explore all those different topics. So I'd love to hear from you. What landed for you? What inspired you? What made you think? What pissed you off? I'd love to hear all of it. Shoot me an email or shoot me a message on social media. Um, they'll all be in the show notes. If you're inspired, love for you to follow. If you feel pulled by having more of these conversations, you're welcome to join the Misfits and Wanderers Facebook community. If you're really inspired by the work we're doing and the conversations we're having, I'd love to invite you to support us, either donating directly or purchasing some merchandise from our store. I'd love to, again, thank Jody for the time and the conversation. And I'll have to thank you for taking the time to listen to us. It's an honor to have you along. Until next time, let's just keep having these conversations because that's how we heal and that's how we grow. Take care. Be well all content is the property of the respective creators all opinions are solely those of the participants and do not reflect those of any of the hosting platforms misfits wanderers and the rest of us is produced through beacon road ministry copyright 2021 all rights reserved